Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. Welcome back to the My Favorite Sister podcast. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, <laughs> wherever you're li- whenever you're listening. It's good morning. Well, good morning for me. Good, I guess, evening for you, Sarah. I know. It's good evening. It seems like afternoon because it's so bright. Yeah, it is pretty bright over there. Yeah, the sun is like going down now after like 8 p.m. It's great. That's nice. If it could just be a little warmer, not too much warmer, but just a little warmer, mm. that would be good. I was going to say, Jack has decided to take on a project where he wants to put some screen netting over some of the windows with, like, heavy-duty Velcro. So maybe this mm. summer we'll have less bugs. So once it is warm, that would be good. actually open the windows successfully. <laughs> That's a good husband right there, thinking of you and the bugs. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, they make ones where you can, like, drill it into the wall of the window frame. And it's, like, slightly more semi-permanent. He's like, well, I'm just going to do Velcro. I was like, well, that's pretty much an equal amount of damage to our rental. So whatever. We've been here for almost four years now, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, right? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, I feel like you're coming in from, like, you're recording from, like, a location with, like, unstable internet. Yeah. And I'm... yeah. It's like the fucking, I'm in, like, a bunker. <laughs> yeah, you're in the bunker. <laughs> Because I'm randomly like just, up with we're in the middle of the Wednesday head. afternoon trying to do work and all of a sudden our, you know, Wi-Fi unit or whatever just starts flashing orange, but not even just like the orange of like where you need to reset it, but it also has like a, um, like the icon of our service provider, which British people will know as PlusNet. And we're like, no, it's like the blue screen of death. We're like, oh no. So whereas then Jack calls, he's on the phone for a really long time. I was like, this is very inconvenient because one of my coworkers was out. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I was like, I actually need to like be working. Yeah. <laughs> like more, even more so than normal. Um, uh, and I was like, I literally just finished my lunch break. So this is so inconvenient. Um, so he's on the phone. And they're like, ooh, well, the best is they always ask and all the first steps and all the troubleshooting for when you have like a broadband issue is, well, plug in your landline phone and do you still have a dial tone? And it's like, who, like, who the has a landline? still has a landline phone? That they can just casually plug into the phone socket in the wall. Not me. <laughs> Not me. Jack said in the past in Manchester when this happened before, he had to go and buy one for like five bucks. <laughs> like, that's God. so dumb. He was like, I don't have it anymore, otherwise I would. But so they went through all the troubleshooting steps before nothing works. But so then they're like, okay, well, it's not a plus net problem. It's actually a problem with like, you know, the people who provide the internet infrastructure, which is a company called OpenReach. Um, cause it's like they provide the net, they run the infrastructure and then you just pay for it via a company that like provides it from the hub, like to your house or whatever. So it's like, okay, um, they're going to send someone out Friday <laughs> or like by Friday midnight, it'll be fixed. And we're like, it's Wednesday. Uh, how are we supposed to work the next two days? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's great. like, what? That's great. Yeah, that's great. We were able to finish the afternoon on Wednesday using, um, yeah, shout out to my husband's work for surprising them with work phones a few months ago where he was like, this is annoying, but it was a lifesaver because unlimited data and we could use it as a hotspot. 
<clears throat> so that was good. And luckily Wednesday is when I volunteer with like the British Girl Scouts. So I didn't really need to be at home with internet access or anything. So it wasn't yeah. a big deal. So then Thursday rolls around. I'm like literally fully dressed in an outfit. I have my bag packed. I had like a lunch that I had packed. I was ready. I had like got in my car. I was like, wow, I think everyone in our building was like having to go into the office to work. So I like ran into people in the hallways, which never happens. Um, I'm pull- driving out of our little building's parking lot and there's two open reach vans. I was like, I'm just going to pull in right behind them and see what happens. So like, see what's like, going on. If I don't have to drive an hour into the office. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> um, so in the end, I ended up just coming inside and I was like, well, there, there's two guys here. I don't know what's happening. Um, I was like, they looked like they were doing something and then one of them drove away. And then 15 minutes later, the other one drove away. <laughs> Uh, by that point, I was just working at home. I had discovered, I was like, what's going on? Are you getting, Jack, I was like, are you getting updates? Because he had gone to the office. Um, I was like, if there's any update, I'll just wait and see. Or if there's no update, like, then I guess I'll go into the office. And he's like, uh, apparently they've confirmed it's not a problem with them. It's a plus net issue eye roll. Mm. Um, so now there's a plus net person supposedly coming on uh, Monday. And this was Thursday. But apparently our town, I didn't realize, but it must be like the business council of our town, you know, has set us up to be a mega zone for BT Wi-Fi hotspots, which honestly, our internet is one of those things where it's like kind of a second tier provider and they use the BT network anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like the off brand. So you pay less, (laughs) but they're still using the same network. Um, So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pay for access to this Wi-Fi hotspot and Hopefully it'll be fine because I really don't want to commute uh, six hours in the next three days and just be in the office by myself where there's no couch and no snacks. Yeah, exactly. Well, so fingers crossed. Long story short, fingers crossed that we can make it through this whole podcast recording. Yeah. So if there's any technical difficulties, you'll forgive Sorry. us. We're dealing with half half internet speed, you know, I think. I was whatever. trying before I discovered the uh, you know hotspot access. I was like, can I work from the library for half the day and then like a you know, Costa Coffee shop for half the day. I was like, I really don't want to drive into Cambridge so far. Like, I really just don't want to do this. Yeah, I was like, I can hang out at the library for eight hours. That's fine. <laughs> but then they're not open on Thursdays. I was like, what nonsense what is this? What a random day not to be open. <laughs> yeah, thir- Sundays and Thursdays. Okay, seems odd, but... It is odd. I agree. Sure. Um. Well, I'm sorry you're having to deal with internet problems. It's never fun. We've made it. We've made That's it. We've made fun. it through till now. So hopefully we'll get a uh, get it resolved tomorrow. Yeah. Well, let's see. I haven't been dealing with anything really. Just work, <laughs> and then uh, I probably have a little sunburn today because we went over to a friend's house who has a pool yesterday, and we had some fun in the sun. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but you know, no matter how much sunscreen I put on, it seems like I just always get too red. Yeah. I'm too white. Same. It's true. I'm very pale so now. That's where I'm, I'm at. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like one of those weird things where like we went, we didn't really eat until like three or four or something. So it was like kind of a weird time to eat. And so by the time we got home and we like, you know, I think we left their house at like 730 because it was just like all of a sudden it was dark and we we're like, oh, what time is it? <laughs> and they're like 730. I'm like, oh, shoot. Sorry. Like we didn't mean to like hang for so long. And then they had a hot tub, so, I mean, we were just chilling in the hot there tub. there for hours. So. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Exactly. 
and a dog showed up, so Tim was happy. Um, but anyways, so then we, by the time we got home and like, you know, rinsed off the chlorine or whatever, and then we were like, should we eat dinner? And then it was just like, we were like eating dinner at like 9.30 or like almost 10, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't feel good. I shouldn't have eaten dinner. Yeah. A little late. Yeah, it was kind of late, but anyways, so that was fun, but now I've woken up with some major bedhead. And, uh, because I did not wash my hair last night, because that's too much work. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing on deck for today, really. I, I guess I gotta go to the grocery store. Oh. It's my exciting, exciting life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Jack's cooking dinner, so after we're done with this, we'll have some, uh, hopefully have some yummy foods, and then just chill out for the rest of the day. Sounds and, nice. Yeah, not doing much. You know, with, um, with how minimal your Wi-Fi, there's not much going on, so. True. How was your all's trip? Uh, it was good. I mean, so last weekend uh, in the UK was Easter weekend, which here is a four-day weekend because you get Good Friday and to the Monday after Easter off. Um, so we basically just did like a little one-day trip to a place called King's Lynn. Uh, on the Friday, we like, you know, went kind of midday Friday, <clears throat> stopped at like a National Trust place. Then went to the town. It's not like a very big place, you know, but it's kind of like on the water. It's almost at the coast, but not quite. It's like a bit inland. Um, it's like an old port town or whatever. Um, so there's like a big river that goes through. So it's still nice. It's very kind of like coastal vibes and there were some big boats. Um, and then, yeah, I had a nice, I feel like it's kind of funny where we're like, we don't drink that much, but the, unless we go on like a one night overnight trip, because we're like, oh, we're staying at a hotel. And we can go to, like, the pub and restaurant that's, like, two blocks away and get schwaced. And then just walk back totally. to the hotel and, like, not have to drive anywhere. <laughs> so we, like, drink so much more. Yeah. We're, like, we literally, this is the exact same type of pub that we have in our own town. But, like, we have to drive to. <laughs> I mean, we could walk, but it's a mile each way. Yeah. And I'm not doing that on the way home. So it's, like, versus, yeah. like, you know, two blocks. Because our last over- overnight trip was we went, when we went to Canterbury. And we kind of did the same thing where we're, like, ooh, should we have more drinks? Like, more and more? <laughs> The hotel's more. Like, right down the street. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, really good food and drinks. And then the <clears throat> following day, we went, like, a bit further north, uh, drove past Sheringham, which is one of the palace uh, estates or whatever. Uh, and there's, like, a farm there where they have a, I don't know, they, like, breed, like, red deer, Scottish red deer, because they're, like, kind of endangered mm. to breed them. But you can, you can, I just, <laughs> when you were looking at what things to do, Jack found this, and I just still think it's the most, as an American, I just find it the most ludicrous, but also genius way to make money. It's, let's have this farm where we, like, have deer, and we're going to convince people to pay us money to feed the deer, like little deer pellets. Mm. When Literally, we could do that for free in our father's front yard. (laughs) Yes, accurate. All I could envision when we were first planning the trip was like, and it, I mean, it's like a family's trap, right? We're like the only adults there without small children. <laughs> sure. Um, which, I mean, it was cute watching the little kids, like, either really like the deer or really not like the deer. Like, they'd be like, ah! Like, not a fan. Um, not a but fan. But it's like, the whole time I was just envisioning, I was just envisioning Dad telling Uncle Lee, like, Sarah and Jack went on this thing where they paid money. <laughs> To feed, like, you know, grass pellets to deer 
you know, we sat in, like, this tractor thing. It was, like, had bars or whatever. But the deer would, like, stick their heads in. And so, like, they're, like, you know, they're touching your mm. knees. And, you know, you just put your palms out and they, like, you know, scrape it up or whatever. And it's, like, I could just envision Uncle Lee, like, with his accent and being, like, oh, man, like, we got to get some of these, like, those ridiculous <laughs> British foreigners over here. We could have our own deer farm. And, like, what an attraction. <laughs> and that would be his, like, retirement business. Yeah, he needs one. He's I think he's probably bored now that he's retired, yeah. but I could just I just could um, envision it and I could not stop laughing for like five minutes. It was fun though. I mean it's I very it's... picturesque and pretty, but and the deer are huge. Like they're much bigger uh than like the than know, like our white normal deer North American deer or whatever. But it's just like dang. I just remember one time my lacrosse team in college went on like a team building trip to Malibu or something like that or like camping and so we're all camping which was terrible I hate camping yeah no way but anyways so we're leaving the next morning and all these deer show up and everyone is just so excited you think they never and it was like what's happening it's just a deer like they're (laughs) it's not that exciting like I mean so I don't know. Maybe in California they're not as like prevalent as they were. I was just like, what's happening? Like they're not that yeah. exciting. They're nothing special. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. That's so true. I don't know. That's like here how they don't have raccoons, and it like really throws me off because I'd be like, like two years ago when our dumpster area was like a hot mess, and I was like, I'm a, I need to report this. It's like a health hazard, and also I was gonna be like, it's gonna like attract raccoons. And, like, rabies and shit. And Jack was like, we don't have raccoons. And I was like, oh, shit. I gotta come up with another argument. There's no raccoons? Nope. I had no idea there's no raccoons there. No. And there's no skunks either. Oh, well, that part's nice. Yeah. So, it's always when I'm like, so then I'm like, but wait. I always think, you know, when you're driving on highway, you're always going to see animals. But I'm like, but wait, what is it? It's not a skunk. Jack's like, oh, it's a badger. Oh. Uh, Okay. I think you should do, give Dad that fun fact about raccoons because he'd probably be happy to get rid of the raccoons that are always pooping on his <laughs> his deck. <laughs> True. Yeah, so it's just the, the little small differences that you never think about. Yeah, you don't. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, well, that's fun. You got to feed some deer. Cool. Yeah. I did about what? three handfuls, and then I was like, I'm good. Here, then gave Jack the rest of the bag. <laughs> Um, I really just feel like Jack needs a pet, like, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's just dying for animal attention. Like, he's got the squirrels and the deer, but let's get on something yeah. you can actually, like, have yeah. interaction with. Oh, yeah. He recently, like, re-downloaded Instagram and, like, logged back into his account, and I don't think he's been in it in, like, years. And now all he sends me is just cat videos. Because sure. that's all he gets on all across all his social media platforms is just cute animal videos, mostly cats. Because the algorithm has learned that that's what he wants to watch, and so he sends them sure. to me, and they're very cute. And I'm like, I know, I we want to, we want some cats, but <laughs> we just can't have them yet until we have a house. I know Tim keeps saying like, you can get a cat if you want to get a cat, and I was like, believe me, I want a cat. That's not the question. It's just like we can't have one in this apartment because I need yeah. it to have. For my allergy sake, I need there to be more space. More, more space. And outside area and whatever, so. Yeah. I barely have room to bring in any, like, new pairs of jeggings. Like, I definitely yeah. don't have room for a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where would the litter box go? There's nowhere for the litter box to go because now we, yeah. like, have 
so we have two bathrooms in ours, and at some point we were like, we can't share the same bathroom. Like, it's just not going to work. Like, we don't have the counter space. So now we each use a singular bathroom, so there's no place for the litter box to go, you know? A, ca- so, a counter? What's that? You've been in our bathroom. Yeah. A counter? <laughs> I don't even True. remember what that's like. <laughs> but anyways, I was we were at our friend's house yesterday, and they, you know, have a house and a pool, and um, the wife is doing a lot of traveling for work. She's got a new job. She's traveling a lot. And I was like, to the husband, I was like, I really think you guys need to get a cat. And mm-hmm. mostly I just want them to get a cat so I can come over and hang out with the <laughs> yeah. cat. You know what of I mean? Course. It's like, I'm doing this of for course. selfish reasons. I think yep. he would like having one. Cause previously they always said they wanted a cat, but then I think she did this job for like friskies cause she works in like experience. Mm-hmm. She does like, event type stuff and I think she worked with friskies and Mike said that was like traumatic like like she has like PTSD Too much cat from energy. that yeah. so she like does not want a cat now but anyways <laughs> I'm like but and then I haven't seen my neighborhood cat in forever so I'm just like really starved for some cat attention Aww. that's sad I did go for a facial the other night and when I was walking back to my car there was like a cat that I had never seen before and it was like meowing and it was so cute and it like walked over to me I got to pet it so that was cute. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. I just don't understand. On the Dodo, if you watch the channel The Dodo or whatever <laughs> on course. YouTube That's or Instagram the videos, the Jackson TikTok, from whatever, <laughs> if, the way they tell it, there's just always random kittens or cats that you can like find and adopt because Tim and I have one rule, and he doesn't even like really want a cat, but he would have let me have, not let me, but you know, obviously, like if I want a cat, I can get a cat. But, like, if I find like one... No, it would be like a no-questions-asked situation. Exactly. Like, if you I would find just one, automatically have to accept it. That cat is no, ours now. Yeah, and he agrees. Yeah, with, with no pre-discussion. Yeah. yeah. And it would be the same for any dog, you know? He might name him a dog that he wants, but it'd be like, well, we found the dog. I don't know. Because you always watch these videos, people find them, and then eventually they, like, fought, you know, adopt them. And I was like, but you found that cat. Like... And you, like, bonded with it, and then you're just going to, like, give it away again? Ugh, I don't understand. Yeah, heck no. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, I think Jack needs, or just set him up a chair, like, outside your place, and maybe there's some, like, squirrels or wildlife out there he can just <laughs> befriend or bird yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, that's half the reason, that's, like, half the motivation to go for, like, lunchtime walks around the neighborhood is, like, if the neighborhood cats are out and about. Yeah. Cute. There are more of them now, actually. Yeah. Like, um, there's one that's so like our building has a parking lot behind it, so there's like a shared wall with like the houses that are, you know. Then there's houses starting next to our building, uh, and there's a cat I think that lives at that house now because it'll everyone's gonna be sitting on top of the fence like between their garden and our parking lot, and it's so cute. So I feel like the difference is like because in England you like have to let the cats outside or whatever. There's lots more neighborhood cats that will like come up to you. Whereas in our neighborhood, yeah. there was literally the one cat that would be friendly with you. And then there are a couple <laughs> other cats, but they're, like, rarely out. And then when you see them, they're not super, like, hey, I'm going to come up to you and talk mm. talk to you, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, it's like 50-50. Or they'll come, they'll walk, they'll, they'll walk up to you, and they'll just, like, brush past your leg. And they'll be like, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> that's all you get. But, or there's other ones that literally will, like, lay down and, like, flop and be like, why aren't you petting me yet? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. I've also decided that, like, dogs, dogs also like me for whatever reason. I don't understand because I give them 
I don't, like, dislike dogs, but I don't give them, like, I feel like some people are like, come on, come on, and I'm, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. usually sitting there. Encouragement. So, like, someone brought their dog to this thing yesterday, and it was a puppy, like, four months, and he's, like, running around to smell everyone, and, like, comes up to me and literally, like, trying to, like, lick my face. I was like, what have I done to, like, ask for this? <laughs> I was, like, I'm the last person that wants you to lick my face. Sorry, for pup. sure. It was a good, it, he was a good puppy, though, after he kind of, like, said hello to everyone, I was excited. He mostly was just, like, looking around, like, we were trying to, like, get him in the pool, and he, his mom was like, come on, like, because there were stairs, and he's like, she's, like, trying to grab him, he's like, no, <laughs> like, he's, like, duck and rolling away from her, he's like, not interested in the pool. It was funny, like, before I got in, Tim was, like, gonna spray my back with sunscreen, and... Like, all of a sudden, we're just standing, like, away from everyone because we didn't want to spray people, you know? And then, like, he's, like, about to start spraying. All of a sudden, the dog, like, has run up to us and was, like, looking at us, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like, get out, dog. I don't want to spray you with sunscreen. You're very cute. But, anyways. But, yeah, I think maybe you could get Jack at, like, a hamster or something. That worked out so well for us when we were kids. Get, yeah. get him, like, a training I have, like, I have, like one pet. memory of. Yeah, I have, like, one memory of having a pet hamster, and that's it. We already have a training pet. We have our little door stopper. That's a squirrel. Yeah, I know. I got that for you, for Jack, I believe. But, um, yeah. No. Yeah, I guess so that's true. We have a squirrel one, a dog well, one, and a cat one. So. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's true. Our cat one is kind of cartoonish, though, so it's like, mm. It's not as believable? Yeah, Okay. The door stopper yeah. is not as believable as a real animal as the others. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, well, should we... Uh, well, anything else you want to discuss before we get into the thing we actually watched for this week? Uh, we actually watched something this week, guys. Get excited. No, I don't... I know, we did. Well, we I know you did say you had a going note. into it, but we're like, oh, yes, let's watch this. Yes, I so think actually, you okay. Note, it's perfect. It's tied it's the to perfect, what we're talking it's the about. Perfect maybe. Setup. Yes. Okay. It's the per it's the perfect non transition transition. So, you know, the thrilling drama last week was that I was like, I had this great crazy pop culture topic that I wanted to talk about or thing that happened to me and I couldn't remember what it was and I couldn't find my note anywhere. Yeah. I was like, dang, that was a terrible letdown. I was super disappointed in myself. <laughs> but it works perfectly for this week because you know, last week I was doing a lot of, um, like, clothes searching and potentially buying and stuff. So I was on, yeah. like, the Marks and Spencer's website because I buy a lot of clothes from there. Um, and then I was also on the H&M website. And I think it first happened on the H&M website um, where I was searching. And there was, like, a pair of, you know, sweatpants. Um, but they didn't have elastic at the bottom. So, like, wide leg sweatpants. Oh, no. They're no longer sweatpants. They're called wide leg joggers. Yeah, joggers are a thing now. Yes, but these didn't have elastic at all at the bottom. Yeah, I guess that's so true. So they never they never elastic. closed back to the ankle. <laughs> so they're like joggers? you know you know wide le like you know just because regular old school sweatpants would be like baggy and could have elastic at the bottom or would just be straight leg with like no elastic. But oh no, we can't call we can't call them sweatpants. That's too difficult. No. They have to be wide leg joggers. So I was like, ugh. I was like, what is this Gen Z H and M nonsense? But then I was on the Marks and Spencer's website, and they were calling it the same thing. I was like, just mm. call them sweatpants. 
I was like, they're not joggers. Joggers is a very specific article yeah. of clothing where like, why they're like joggers, more AKA to the leg. Sweatpants. Yeah. And I was like, I'm irrationally like LOLing at this because I was like, joggers are very specific where it's like slightly slimmer to the leg, but still loose. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it comes in at the ankle. Uh, and you're supposed to be like, yeah. you know, potentially, I mean, I would wear them to work if you have like nice black ones or whatever. I was like, these were just straight up sweatpants. They were like turquoise blue. Like, <laughs> just straight up sweatpants material. Oh, hilarious. They're trying to like, rebrand sweatpants. Because like, I feel like, oh, because it's like, because it was similar to like a few months ago when they're now called like, instead of just like yoga pants, like, reg- you know, old school yoga pants that are like flared or loose and aren't like tight like yeah. leggings, they just call them wide leg leggings. <laughs> Like, no. Yeah, I feel like you sent me that, and I was like, I don't understand. And like, and like all the Gen Zers are, yeah, and all the Gen Zers are like, wow, these pants, like these pants are so amazing, and it's like they're wearing their parents' like old wide leg trousers or yeah. like yoga, like loose look yoga pants. It's like, yeah, we used to not always wear everything tight. <laughs> uh, yeah. It just was hilarious to me, and it's perfect for this week because you know. We're, we're taking you back to you know it's 1998. You're hanging Put out on at your the puka mall shell with your necklace. friends. Yeah, yeah, you've got your puka shell necklace, one to two polos, um, sure, some like acid wash jeans, probably that are flared. Depending on where you live, maybe some rainbow uh, sun uh, sandals. Sunglasses. You know, you have big yeah. bug eye sunglasses, probably some sort of sparkly purse. Um, Sure. You know, you're hanging out at the mall with your friends, maybe some butterfly clips, you know, who knows? Uh, and you're just walking in from the food court to store to store, and all of a sudden you just walk by this dark and mysterious shop where you can't see in the windows. Music but there's pulsing. Plants, there's music pulsing. The smells are wafting into the hallway, um, and there it's dark. You can't see nothing, but there's plants outside the store. <laughs> And so you walk yeah, in, yeah. and you're like, oh, man, everything is a size quadruple zero, uh, and you walk right out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get a headache from the smell? Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, okay. And if, you, and if so, you know, you know, we're clearly talking about Abercrombie and Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch. You may or may not have a, like, half-naked guy out front of the store, out in front of the store. True. But, yeah, okay, at before least on we a get poster, into it. If not in real life. Yeah. Uh, so we watched White Hot, the documentary White Hot, Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, but before we start, okay, yeah. I want to play this little game because Tim watched it with me because he was interested as well because, you know, mm. it's our youth. And he's like, before we start, let's kind of say what you think, Aber- like, your whatever impression or your thoughts about Abercrombie before we get started, right? Sure. So his was like, you know, I walked in there. I hated everything. I, like, hated the... I typically didn't like the people that wore Abercrombie, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, to me, what I immediately said, I was like, you, I was like, my immediate thought was like, I could never buy anything from that store. And in high school, I was thin, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and I could not fit into that. You had to, and that's exactly what you said. And I feel like every female that thinks of that store thinks of like, you have to be like, Double Trauma. zero or zero to yep. fit into anything in that store. Absolutely. I think I maybe had one shirt or maybe like a sweatshirt or something from that store that I think yeah. someone gave to me. I did not buy for myself. And so it's just interesting. So I guess what I would ask you is what are your 
thoughts about Abercrombie yeah. before you watch the documentary. For sure. Before you before watching the documentary. Yeah, I've literally never owned a single thing from Abercrombie. I have I have some thoughts about it. I do think that you know, it's one of those brands that it's like I know of it, right? But what do I know of it? I always know there's like you know, dude's abs on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> a la, you know, a romance novel or whatever. Um, the shop sure. being dark and loud with, you know, cologne sprayed everywhere. Uh, similar to you, you know, I would walk in and would never, if I even walked in ever, I maybe like one or two times. But part of the reason I would never go in there, one was because it was really expensive. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm not going to, even as, you know, we were younger, we had our own money that we could spend on stuff because we like worked or whatever. But I wasn't going to drop like $90 on a t-shirt or some yeah. stupid shit. Um, For sure, no. And then also, same as you, it was like I could never wear anything from there and at that time I would have been like in my early teen and like high school in high school for sure I was like a size four uh at the time so and I was telling this to Jack and I was like Jack in the UK that's a zero um because UK sizes are two two number sizes smaller than US Mm. sizes so I was like I was a zero and I could not wear anything from that store because even though I was a size four I think I had like C or D cup boobs so definitely nothing was going to fit, <laughs> even if I had wanted it to. Uh, but it really wasn't ever my style anyway. But if I went in with, like, friends and stuff and while they were shopping, but it's just, like, oh, horrible. I can't even go into, like, Bath and Body Works from the smell, so I definitely can't go in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I just knew I mean, it was funny because yeah. in the, in the um, documentary, they, like, show a sketch of, like, what the stores are supposed to look like. And I was like, where are the plants? I was like, there's always plants outside, like, hmm. you know, kind of greenery plants, like tro- almost yeah. like tropical palm trees or whatever. And then they drew them into the, um, like, drawing picture. I was like, see? <laughs> so, yeah, those yeah, are my it impressions. Was, it is very, yeah, I mean, completely agree. It's It was a store that, like, I don't think I ever really liked anyways, like, the style. No. It wasn't really for me, but, yeah, it's just crazy when you have, like, and this is for everybody. We're just talking about ourselves, but you have people that in high school, you know, play a lot of sports, were, you know, relatively like skinny or thin. And the, the, like you're getting, you're already trying to give people like totally. a complex and they're already like tiny, you know, and it's just like, yeah, they're okay, already cool. a completely healthy, you yeah, know, size. Exactly. And body health, uh, you know. For sure. It's like just goes along with that like nine the nineties like and still pervasive, like even to the late nineties where it's just like, uh everyone was like so over like in clothes and the media was all so over thin and like Yeah. Trying sure. to fit your body to clothes instead of clothes to your body. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, and it makes you feel yeah. shit. Yeah, totally. And it's all um, expensive. <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, I feel like in high school, I probably wore more, like, American Eagle yes, and maybe, like, correct. Gap at the time. Yeah. I was definitely – I have some notes about, like, you know, I, f- I feel like for me, since I'm five years younger, even though Abercrombie & Fitch was around, it definitely was more – if people were going to be wearing one of those brands, it was more Hollister, which I realize is, like, a sub-brand yeah. of, like, Abercrombie. But I knew a few people that worked at Hollister – um, so occasionally we would pop in when we were there at the mall, but I never bought a single thing there. Um, but they just worked there. So it's like, they'd just be like, say yeah. hello, pretend to be folding I- shirts and then walk out. And then we would go to the gap because like, you know, my best friend, her whole wardrobe was from the gap. 
And then then we'd go to American Eagle because basically, yeah, if I needed like jeans or something, they were definitely going to be from American Eagle. Yeah, I was like much more chill vibes. Jeans, but it's, you know, American Eagle was better. But even then, it's like they were showing clips of like the MTV style and whatever things at the time. And I was like, oh, do you remember? It's like you got to wear like a tri- tiny triangle bikini top. And, like, the loose, baggy, patchwork, plaid board shorts from American Eagle. And I was like, uh, I was like, this was the era of, like, everyone wanted to dress as if they were in the movie Blue Crush. (laughs) Pretty much. Well, yeah, I think to your point, because I'm five years older, you know, Abercrombie came around probably, like, right as I was getting ready to go to high school. Maybe, like, seventh, Mm -hmm. eighth grade. And so, it was very, like, prevalent. And it was funny because in the documentary, they even had a girl that went to Sidwell Friends. Yes. You... I wrote her, I wrote down her, all her info. Dr. Uh, Trava Lindsay she went, said she went to Sidwell Friends. And she was I like, what's Sidwell Friends? And I was like, are, are you, you serious? joking? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he didn't play. I was like, we always had to play them on lacrosse. Play I was them. like, Sidwell yeah. Friends. We always um, had to drive into D.C. to go play yeah, them. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> What's funny is, is I was like, yeah, that sounds about right, because she was describing, like, you know, Northern Virginia, or, you know, D.C. technically, but Northern Virginia, and just going in, and it was funny, because she was talking about how she was wearing, like, FUBU and stuff, which was also very prevalent, and I was like, I feel like if I had someone come to school and wearing FUBU, I'd be like, they're cool, they're too cool for me, like, for sure. So I wrote a note, because I was like, oh, Dr. Lindsay, oh, she went to Civil Friends, and then I wrote kind of a question, I was hoping she'd be, they'd have her in it more, because I was so curious just from a DC local perspective, because she did mention like, oh, since she went to Civil Friends and she's like, well, I was wearing like FUBU and all these other brands. And then I went there and all the like white kids are wearing Abercrombie. And I was like, is like, was like DC and like the DC area in like a no, like a less Abercrombie bubble because there was like people from like other cultures wearing other types of clothing. (laughs) Like maybe, I was like, maybe, maybe where we lived at the time, um, you know, wasn't, there was, like, pockets of really rich people, but, like, where we lived wasn't necessarily, you know, the hotbed that it is today, uh, you know, mm. 25 years I guess, years but I mean, later. I feel like, you know, we did go to a private school, so I feel like people could probably, like, yeah. afforded Abercrombie if they wanted, but... But I feel I like... Mean, people were, Yeah, I guess when sure. it was, when it was popular, when it, it was still popular, I think, when I would have been in, like, middle school and stuff, but I feel like no one wore stuff like that, because people were had already transitioned to wearing, like, looser, baggier clothes or, like, you know, like, loose-fitting baggy jeans from, like, Hot Topic. (laughs) Well. Um, Or it would be, like, super flared jeans from American Eagle and, like, a, like, oversized sweatshirt. So that's definitely not the uh, A&F look. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's tough. Maybe it was, like, more prevalent when I was in high school or whatever, middle school, and you. Because, I mean, people definitely were wearing if you had it, like, Mm. you wore it or whatever. But... I think it's, like, also a very particular type of person. It's funny because in the documentary, they started out by talking kind of a little bit, like, about mall culture and how mall yes. culture was so prevalent, and it totally was. I was, like, thinking, trying to think. I was like, what did I ever buy at the mall, like, when I went to the mall? Like, I feel like okay, I never so I have some notes on that because I started I'm sure to... I did. Yeah, because I started to watch it on my own on my phone because Jack was like, oh, I won't be interested in that. I'll, like, hate it and it'll be terrible. Oh, but man, first, I want like, to hear his thoughts about no, it. No, wait, 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 wait. I had watched 10 okay, minutes okay. of it. He came in to the room clearly looking for something to do, and I was like, you know, I've started the documentary. I was like, so far, I was like, they've kind of talked about Abercrombie, but they're mostly just talking about, like, 90s culture and, like, mall culture. I was like, it's very interesting. You should watch it. And so then he did sit and we put it okay. on the TV, started from the beginning, and he watched it with me. 
But so that meant, you know, I have some things where we stopped and paused it. But I was thinking, you know, they're talking about mall culture. And I feel like, one, our mall was in a location where you couldn't just walk there. No. <laughs> like after school or anything. So it was more of like after you could drive, we yeah. could go to the mall like on the weekends or whatever. I feel like I never really went there on like a weeknight except maybe like a Friday. But, I don't, didn't really have time for that. Like but Caroline yeah. and I would go to the mall, but, you know, we went to, again, the Gap. <laughs> and like yeah. Starbucks and whatever and it's because our mall doesn't have a food court and I feel like from teen hang mall culture if you don't have an area to sit and hang you have to go from store to store and just walk around I guess that's true I never really thought about that but yeah and it our doesn't mall have a... didn't have a food court so there's no central area with like tables and stuff which is like every single clip like stock video clip they used was like teens sitting <laughs> at a table in the food court <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. I never really thought about that. Um, that that's true. I guess you uh, go so to like I, I the made rush, a, one of I the restaurants that was, I was there like, well, at the time. Food... Yeah, I guess. I guess Sparrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I made a joke about. I was like, I mean, if you don't have a food court, like, what are you supposed to do? Just grab a pretzel and sit on a bench? And he was like, a pretzel. And I was, and I was like, yeah, like a cinnamon <sighs> sugar pretzel and he was like oh yeah i forgot you guys have like the big ones he's like initially my brain just thinks like little tiny pretzel like a baby pretzel <laughs> yeah one pretzel is four dollars um i was like no like a big soft pretzel and he's like oh yeah i forgot those are a thing well i just thought i thought it was interesting in the when they were talking about mall culture and the shops and stuff and you know they did this thing where they like showed you like a a pair of pants a thing and it, like and they were like saying like oh that was and I was like, I don't even need them to tell me, like, what stores they're trying to, oh, like... yeah, no way. It was, like, Hot Topic, PacSun, like... And you were, like, one of those stores, right? Like, yep. whatever... You were The Gap, or you were American Eagle, or you were mm-hmm. Hot Topic, or you were PacSun, you know? PacSun, yeah. Again, I remember um, going into PacSun so all it was the just time very interesting. never buying a single thing. No, I'm just like, what did I buy? I'm sure at some point I bought something, probably, like, from American Eagle, but... It's just so funny how now, like, I feel like they were totally right, is when there was nowhere to see people wearing things, like, online or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, if you wanted to see, you had to go to the mall, and that's why you, like, typically were kind of one store, because you'd go in a store and be like, okay, well, these things go together, I'm going to buy these things. And that was your, like, not your personality, but that was, like, your style personality was one of the stores at the mall, and it's just so interesting, because I feel like that's... So different than it is now. You know, that is interesting. And I think I was talking to Jack about it a little bit at the end. It's kind of like my high school years was kind of the changeover from those big label brands where everyone's like, oh, I want my, you know, polo to be for American Eagles so that it has the Eagle logo yeah. or whatever. You know, that's kind of where I had been shopping before. But, you know, junior and senior year of high school is when we kind of had the start of more of like the fast fashion shops and brands so like that's when forever 21 opened in the mall mm-hmm. and also h&m and i remember when h&m came because caroline again i mean i don't know anything about clothes when i was 16 i'm like i don't care i, I was like half of my clothes i bought from macy's because again those were the i was like yeah i'm gonna wear women's clothes because that's what fits me apparently at a, as a size like four six <laughs> like yeah um but, and, like, since we went to a school where we had to wear, like, you know, business slacks, yeah. like, <laughs> on dress down days or whatever. So, um, I remember when the H&M opened, because it's like, oh, like, ooh, H&M is so cool, because it's 
this like British clothing brand, like yeah. you know that yeah. all these British celebrities wear and like are in the ads for. But even then, it's still. But it was like still way less expensive. It's nothing fancy. It's like I had like a hoodie from there, or like a zip up black hoodie or whatever. But it was so much cheaper than all the other stores, and and those stores don't have logos on anything. Like you yeah, know, I think it's not just H and M. Funny because it, after high school shirts. Yeah, I think after high school, once I got into college, like I did not give America uh, Abercrombie and Fitch like really any thought like i kind of yeah. forgot they existed i, I never... honestly didn't even know they were still around honestly yeah like, and i think even until like in recently, an operational capacity yeah i think until recently i didn't realize that either until like you know people online started talking about like mm-hmm. their jeans and stuff like yeah. and you know they talk about in the documentary but they've gone through a big shift and so anyways um yeah it's just it was very interesting to kind of <laughs> to it was like it's just like a big punch of like nostalgia to watch that movie it, like transport totally. from like the first song they play in the documentary to just like it just like transports you back yeah good music and you're like cool <laughs> um so did jack have any sense of like what abercrombie was before you guys watched this like did yeah, they have I think, it i mean i th- they were around here i think and i think he basically had the same thoughts of like and that's probably why he didn't want to watch it in the first place it was just like you know, the only people that would wear Abercrombie were, like, the douchey, like, yeah, like, chavy lads or whatever, you know, the rich kids at the time. So it's, like, you know, very very similar um, I think it's funny experience. that they were talking to the guy that was the editor of mm. their catalog, and he's like, I knew there was a shift when I saw the Flash Thompson character or whatever in Spider-Man. Mm. He was the bully, and he was wearing all Abercrombie. And I was like, dude, that was not a shift, okay? That was, like, day one. That's what Abercrombie <laughs> was. You know, it was, like, the douchebags were wearing that. You know totally. what I mean? It's like, that was pretty much the... I think uh, I'm putting words into his mouth here, but I feel like it's like you've got UVA and you've got tech, and you've got the UVA mm-hmm. kids are wearing Abercrombie, and, yep, totally. you know... I was trying to think of, like, if you had to describe the style of 90s Abercrombie, because they kept talking about how it's like, oh, well, you know, it was like the East Coast prep, or like, you know, the coastal style, and then giving it to the flyover states and seeing it at the mall and all this stuff. And I was like, to me, Abercrombie was so much more, it was definitely like, you know, the frat boy look because of, like, the advertisements and everything. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's almost like, but then it's that mixed with, like, flip-flops. So it was like yeah, California that's what I was prep. saying too. I was kind of like to me. I wrote down. I was like to me, Abercrombie was like California prep, and Hollister was like very California prep. Because to me, like if you're talking of like a class, like an actual preppy brand, which they kind of mentioned, I'd be like a uh, Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, J Crew. To me, is like a very classic preppy brand, and like a like a Vineyard Vines. I was like, you're gonna mm-hmm. wear shorts with a whale on them, of course. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I wouldn't think of Abercrombie necessarily as, like, classic prep, a preppy look because I just feel like it was, like, a bit more casual because there's lots of, like, t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, I guess looking back, because I didn't know what California style really was. True. Looking back, I guess in my mind it kind of was, like, preppy California. So it was, like, kind of you envision, like, this is how the people in California dress, you know? And it's just yeah. funny because it's, like that's i'm guaranteeing you probably like not how they dress i don't know that to <laughs> yeah, like, be not a single a fact person. but it was like they Abercrombie was trying to sell you that california people dressed all preppy and stuff and it was like yeah. a, they were trying to sell you the like laguna beach 
Yeah. Life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this was it. Maybe in Laguna Beach, maybe in Orange County, but probably not most of California, I would imagine. But yeah, it was, it was not a brand for me. I did have like, yeah. I was funny. I was telling Tim, I was like, I can remember one tank top I had that had Abercrombie on it. I think I might've had a, I think someone gave it to me as a gift or something. Cause I don't think I would have bought it for myself as a tank top. Mm-hmm. And I remember wearing it one time at this like skating party and I was like yeah and I had like a tank top over the tank top and Tim I was like you know how you used to wear a tank top over a tank yeah, top and Tim's like no and I was like I can't talk to you about this I'll wait till to have this discussion with Sarah of course like, you know how earlier I mentioned you know a two polo situation but if you weren't rocking mm-hmm. a two polo situation you were also either you were definitely wearing a tank top under the polo because then you'd have the polo unbuttoned and you had like the scoop neck tank underneath you weren't showing like too much cleavage and also you know why would you wear a shirt and not wear another shirt under it so you can get that thick band of a white tank top right oh, around yeah. your hips <laughs> oh yeah just well, to cut cut off the length line of your body right at the middle <laughs> yep yep well i think the shirt had like skinny it was like a skinny strapped tank top and had it was like probably like a mm-hmm. purplish kind of color or something and it had like the abercrombie logo but you had to wear like a a thicker tank top underneath yeah. so you can wear the thin strap tank top because otherwise that's just madness like you can't madness of course <laughs> so that's yeah. probably like the only piece i owned and looking I back do. at it now i was like it was so small i don't know how i wore that thing but you know yeah. again as i said I, I was much smaller in high school obviously yeah there was one i know for a fact and i didn't buy it maybe you didn't buy it either maybe someone got it for you as well there was one blue zip-up hoodie that you had. That's what I'm thinking had, of. That's what I was like. It I had, like, Abercrombie down too. the arm, and it was, like, slightly distressed around the cuffs, yep. I remember, because it would it was, like, in our shared, like, you know, coat closet in the hallway, because yep. I remember once you went to college, I would wear it occasionally, yep. like, in middle school and high school, like, here and there, um, not because we bought it, but just because it was in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, I think somebody got it for me, because, like, I just can't. I don't know. Like, I just can't see myself buying something like that that was so expensive. No. So maybe someone got it for me. But anyways, that's another Abercrombie. Part the, um, another part that I enjoyed was just the retrospective of, like, you know, we are two former employees of, you know, the oh, yes. uh, the fashion empire of that dude whose name I've already forgotten, which, I mean, Lex- I always knew that. Len Wexler or something like that? Less something? Yeah, because... You worked for Express, and I worked for The Limited, and I knew they were connected, and I knew they were also connected to Victoria's Secret, but I did not know that they were also connected to Abercrombie Fitch, because then when they mentioned it being in Ohio, I paused it and told Jack, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know all these, like, fancy clothes, all these, like, you know, ooh, American clothing brands, everyone in Europe thinks they're so cool, I was like, they're all based out of Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) The least cool place, no offense, Ohio, but... (laughs) Yeah. It's not like New York or, like, you know, where you'd think it would be, it's just like, nah, it's in Ohio. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting, I think. I mean, they're definitely, Abercrombie is very problematic, especially after watching the documentary, but mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting totally. to see the brand development that Abercrombie made and that they took, because I guess originally it was some, and they used some of this, you know, iconography in the clothes with the moose and the blah, 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 and like things yeah. like that. and how they took this brand that used to be, you know, for outdoorsmen and 
he took it and created this brand and then just some of the really smart things that he did in the store and, you know, closing it off so you couldn't see mm-hmm. what was inside and, you know, yeah, it's interesting looking back because or watching this, thinking about how a lot of the imagery that was used was very, you know, homoerotic, but at totally. the time, at the as a teenage girl, like, I wasn't really thinking about that. It was just like, oh, cute guys are on the bags, right? you know? I just remember there always being uproar about, like, oh, their ads are always using, like, you know, naked, like, models and naked guys and whatever, and it's just like, who cares? But I do remember, that's what I remember most about it was more just, like, always the drama around the brand and its advertising and marketing itself. Um, I was kind of laughing. That reminded me once of, uh, so, you know, speaking of working formerly at the Limited, you know, sometimes when you work at a store, someone wants something that's off the mannequin. So you have to take it off the mannequin and, like, sell it to them and then go back and redress the mannequin. Sure. Um, or, you know, every few weeks you change all the mannequins. So one time we were changing all the mannequins. And at this point I was, like, you know, one of, not, like, assistant manager, but, like, one step below that. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, keys to, like, open the store and everything. The store manager was there, too. And we were changing all the mannequins. So, and it's much easier if you just strip them all and dress them all instead of going one by one. So, like, the six mannequins we had were all, like, naked in the store or whatever. And they're just, like, white with no face. Someone, a woman called the store. And this is in 2013. She called into the store um, to complain. (laughs) I I don't remember if I talked to her or if my boss talked to her. um, To complain about us having, you know the lewdness and, you know, sexual depravity of us having naked mannequins in the store. She's like, I walked into the mall with my son and, you know, this is unacceptable and all this stuff. And it's just like, we're literally changing the mannequins. I was like, where did you just walk down the hall? Because Victoria's Secret's right across the hall. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> go to like a different store, dude. Like, like are you, these are white mannequins. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was like, you literally, I was like, to walk past our store, you also walk past Victoria's Secret which has, like, you know, way more sexy and provocative advertisements plastered in the windows than these, like, headless <laughs> slash faceless. Oh, my God. People like, have too much you know, time on their hands. Bright white mannequins. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. With, like, no genitalia. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> like, the she took time to call into the store. I was cracking up when Ugh, I remember that that happened. <laughs> People have too much time on their hands. You know, sometimes honestly. working in customer service is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. Well, so anyways, that made me laugh. Well, so I mean, for those who haven't watched the documentary, you probably just knew. You just knew deep down. It's funny because you watched it and I was like, I actually didn't know a lot of the stuff that had happened because, like, honestly, I just blocked Abercrombie like out of my mind. But it's like yeah. you watch I knew it. That like, he had yeah, said, that sounds like, really terrible. Right. Yeah, I knew that the former CEO had said terrible stuff because I feel like it came back into the news cycle when yeah. the CEO of Lululemon at the time, I don't know if he still is, also said terrible stuff. Mm, and so then they were like, yeah. let's talk about how terrible all the CEOs of all these like fashion brands and you know are. Um, it was interesting to me that that original quote was from 2006. But then it just resurfaced in yeah. 2013 with the rise of, you know, ex- like ex- the extreme quick rise of social media and like being able to share content like that. Um, I found yeah. that very interesting. And I didn't know anything about the like creepy ass photographer dude. No, or his me existence neither. as a human being. 
Um, I was so like, the whole time my face was like, when they were like describing like, yeah, I was just like, Ugh. I was like, Ugh. ew, no, I don't like this. Yeah. No, exactly. And the woman who um, was the blogger that like had her case go to the Supreme Court, I didn't know about that, but I was like, you go, girl. And I just knew when they were like, oh, it was eight to one, and I tur- I paused it and I turned to Jack. And oh, I, was like, I, I bet knew you that the too. One was Clarence Thomas? <laughs> I was thinking I was like, the exact same thing. And then they said I was it. Like, I, was I, like, I, I knew it. And he was like, how did you know? I was like, I just knew it. He's the worst because he sucks. He's the, he's the little, literal worst. And I, I was like, I knew that mf I was like, it was going to yep. be Clarence Thomas was the one. Yep. Um, well, it's interesting because so I was at this pool party uh, yesterday and one of the guys that was there, we were like, oh, we just watched the Abercrombie documentary. Have anyone watched that? He's like, and then I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, I actually used to work at Abercrombie. And what was, <laughs> what was not funny, was but he, like was he, he a model or was he impact? <laughs> well, I think he was impact. So I mean, if you watch a documentary, you know what that means. So but he's, he's so hideous. <laughs> no, he's definitely not hideous, but he's a person right? of color, and he's like ah, he's like yeah. And I actually got some money from a lawsuit, and I was like I just learned nice. what that lawsuit was and the thing, and yeah, it was like it sounded like he's like yeah, probably everything in the documentary is a hundred percent true, and he mm-hmm. he's like I haven't watched it, but he's like. Yeah, you could only have, like, one person that, like, looked like me, like, per store. And so he would have to, like, switch shifts with, like, a person at a different store to, like... Because there was, like, no one for him to, like, switch shifts with at his own store. Because, like, you always had to have, like, one person of color, I guess, in the store. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, God. That's Um, the bit when you're talking about him saying that everything is probably true. When they brought in the guy to be the, like, VP of diversity inclusion... Yeah. And whatnot. And I mean, dude, sounds like dude did his best. Like, he did what I mean, he could what are you gonna up do? against, like, all. What are you going to do? It's like, it's again, it's kind of like the glass cliff where it's like, yes, let's bring in, uh, you know, a person of color and make them yeah. do this job that to we don't actually everything. want them. Yeah, we don't want them to actually be doing any of this stuff that they're doing. But, you know, we're going to put them in the hot seat. And so I'm like, you know, very impressive what he was actually able to accomplish in the face of, I'm sure, extreme uh, anti-pressure of not wanting those changes to be made. Uh, but the bit where they, like, I forget exactly what they asked him, or it was, like, but just, like, his feelings about it or whatever, and he was just, like, um, like, I'm I'm not not thinking what you think I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's just tough because I feel like in a lot of, this happens in a lot of companies, not just Abercrombie, mm. and Tim and I were talking about it afterwards, we were talking about, like, yeah, they made changes at the lower level, but ultimately when you look at you know the higher ups like who do you have you have white people mostly white men probably and you know it's probably like that at a lot of these types of brands but you know obviously abercrombie got called out on it yeah and companies in general but if we're just talking about fashion i'm sure that's the case just abercrombie got called out on it so they had a microscope Mm -hmm. on them not that i'm saying what they did was right for sure it was not but it's just like they're calling out Abercrombie, like, yeah, I'm guaranteeing you, like, that's the case probably at, like, all these other brands as well, you know, like, you can call yourself diverse, but, like, if you don't have people in leadership that are also diverse, you're totally like, not really diverse. It's just all, like, lip service for sure, for sure. I appreciated the bit that they, I, I felt like I wanted more on the downfall, even, like, yeah. I wanted even more. It was like, they kind of wrapped it all up in the final 10 minutes, but I appreciated the bit where they were interviewing people who were like had been obviously our generation of like millennials at the time 
And it's like, oh, but then when his comments, you know, resurfaced again in like 2013, it's like, no, I don't want to shop at a place that makes me feel like I hate myself and feels terrible and does all these crazy things. And it's like, yeah, as millennials, we grew up and we're like, wait, we don't need to spend $90 on a t-shirt that is like way too small and as like just like it says Abercrombie on it or like a yeah. crazy slogan like totally. you know that's crazy <laughs> um, it's like it's like we grew up and we're like wait a second wait a we've minute. been tricked <laughs> we have been tricked wait a minute <laughs> we've yeah, been tricked and yeah it's just crazy yeah I mean I, I, I am impressed by like the amount the thought that went into the brand and the marketing and the setup of it I mean, they really did yeah, create a brand. Yeah, some bits of it early on, like the bit of like you mentioned, like transitioning it from this like Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, outdoorsman, huntsman, like fisherman store to like the hottest teen brand, like you know that every eighteen to twenty two year old. I'm like, yeah, because we have tons of money, but you know, wants to buy. I'm like that in and of itself, brand wise, is like as amazing, but everything else is yeah. terrible. <laughs> No, yeah, I think it's funny that they were all, like, 18 to 22, because I'm, like, I feel like it was all high school people that wanted to wear Mm -hmm. Abercrombie, you know, and, like, probably middle school as well, but at least that's where I was. I guess they were thinking, like, if they target, and with the ads and everything, it's, like, the college vibes, so then high school is, like, always are wanting to, like, act older. That's true, I guess. Yeah, but, and then just, you know, it was smart to, like kind of sex sells i mean it, it, it does so it's kind of like mm-hmm. oh the sexy totally. brand you know and i liked the one bit there was a guy that's like yeah and i saw it and i thought oh i'm going to college and maybe i'll just be running in a field with like my friends <laughs> and doing it's like yeah no my that's 10 not guy it. friends all exactly. shirtless <laughs> it's just very the funny one, the one guy that said his roommate at like stanford or whatever just had their closet just plastered mm-hmm. in abercrombie ads and i was like was your i was like was your roommate gay though like or did he just really like Abercrombie? I mean, either one's cool, but... I mean, I guess I assumed he was gay when he was telling that story, but who yeah. knows? I mean, maybe <laughs> it was just, like, inspiration to, like, go to the gym, you know? It's like, True. I just want to look like these guys. Speaking of models and the going to the gym or whatever, there was a guy in college that I kind of knew. I mean, like, we weren't really friends, but, like, he was on the rugby team, and so you'd see them at parties and you, like, knew their existence. But he actually was an Abercrombie model, and I think during the part in the documentary where they were, like, playing rugby at the beginning, and they had this, like, commercial, guys, playing rugby. And I was like, that's him! I was like... No way! Yeah, and he was on one of the bags, I think, for a while as well. So it was always, like, kind of funny, because we are like, it's Danny! He's on the bag, or whatever. And that was, like... It's just funny, because I feel like Abercrombie was, like, not in my mind at all, but then when it was like, oh, he was a model for Abercrombie you're like oh okay that's cool I guess I mean it's just funny to like know someone who's a model yeah, on one of the bags but yeah they had him be playing rugby or whatever and I was like I'm pretty sure that's so, him um, that's great you're like going back through frame by frame it's been a while but I'm pretty sure it's him yeah so I'm looking yeah, through my notes know, again because I did actually take notes and um, it's funny that early, at the start you asked me, like, how to describe Abercrombie, because, like, one of my last notes is describing the vibe, loud music, dark, smells, plants outside. So I actually yeah. did think of that as well and was going to ask you the same thing. I just forgot. There you go. <laughs> well, it's funny that, um, yeah, the, they even talked about the smell or whatever, like, you know, the perfume and what. Mm-hmm spraying it around the store and 
it's like, man, they were really trying to create a vibe. And then, like, the employees, like, didn't want to help you and just whatever. It was all about, it's just funny. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could just get hired to, like, look pretty and not have to do any actual work. You know what I mean? You're like, great. <laughs> True. Perfect. Yeah, you're not trying to make sales targets? Okay. Um, I'm really glad in the documentary when they were talking about the head guy, Mike Jeffries or whatever, because they started showing pictures of him and his face looked jacked up. And I was like, oh, thank. And then mm-hmm. they said like he had some crazy plastic shirt. I was like, thank God they said that because I was thinking, I'm like, oh, dude, your face is like yeah, not like, looking good. Like, what have you yeah, done to your face? Was definitely one of Jack's biggest comments. Was like, oh, you ha- like everyone that has that done to their face, it just looks so. He was like, it looks too smooth. <laughs> I just feel like I'm it's like, dude, so you, you were probably, you know, multi-millionaire, if not billionaire at some point. Like, you could probably afford to get good plastic surgery, you know, if you want plastic surgery. It yeah. just, ugh, did not look good. It's tricky. I feel like a lot of the, like, plastic surgeons of, like, the stars or, like, the rich, they all do, like, the same thing. And it just creates these, like, faces mm. that are, like, they look, like, so puffy and, like, and all look the yeah, same. Yeah, I think you just need to get, like, nose. I don't know. Just go get some, like, expensive skin treatment. Like, don't get yeah, Botox totally. or whatever. Yep, for sure. But, yeah, he – what I don't understand is how he stayed CEO or whatever for so long uh-huh. because it clearly – the profits were going down, you know, year mm-hmm. over year, I have to imagine. Yeah. And if you know one thing, I mean, maybe it's all white guys at the top, but one thing about white guys, they don't like to lose money. True. So I don't understand. <laughs> Even if – one, it could, it doesn't matter if you were like the top of the world like five years ago. If you're no longer making money, like year after year, they'll probably give you like one year. They'd be like, okay, one year, it's fine. Yeah, you can turn but it around. You can turn it around, but I don't know. Clearly, he wasn't. So it's just like, what was happening there? I don't understand. Yeah, the fact that he didn't get ousted for that, like alone, is like a bad business. Yeah, exactly. Like, decision. Yeah, I was like, had... no, it took public outcry seven years after he made crazy statements. And, like, many well, more thing. years after him just being terrible. And then, of course, they brought in a woman to fix everything. Well, sure. But it's just, yeah, again, it's like, oh, look, they did this great thing. They brought in a new person. I'm like, no, he was terrible for a long time. The only reason and they he let was, it slide. Like, he'd probably still be there yep. if the money was still coming in. Because we live mm-hmm. in a capitalist society, and all anybody cares about is money. Yep. Totally. And Money so. and, like, the all the bad PR of course. Well, they didn't care. I mean, he was still there even after all that bad PR, you know what I mean? So he they stayed after all the racist stuff, and they stayed after... True. Which I, like, don't remember the shirts at all, but again, like, I did not shop at Abercrombie, so it's like... Yeah. I don't remember them, but I completely believe that those were shirts oh, that they would have sold. <laughs> no, for sure. Um... I 100% believe that they existed. I'm just saying I never saw them. Yeah, and even some of the, like, people who were, like, on the design team or whatever uh, that they were, like, interviewing, it's like they still, even towards the end, were trying to, like, put the blame on, like, well, we just didn't know. And I'm like, well, it's not the job of people of color to educate you. And I was like, I realize now in modern times it is easier. There is more easier access to information so you can, like, broaden your horizons. But even back then, it wasn't impossible, and it wasn't, like, the things you're putting on these shirts weren't clearly blatantly racist. Like, yeah. So, it, well, you know, they I'm tried like, to be so, like, oh, I'm like, it's 20, it's 20 years later, and you can't just be saying that you didn't know at the time. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, they tried to be like, well, there were two Asian people that were like 
on the design team or the head of the design team. And that one guy who has the blog, I think it was called Angry Asian or something like that. And he was saying, that, like, okay, yeah, but, I mean, you're in a room full of white people, and are you yeah. supposed to be, like, the How one... How are you supposed to push back on that when everyone else is it's like, like, this is great? It's like, that just would be exhausting. It's kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm often, like, the one female in a room mm-hmm. full of males at work. It's just like, do I have to be the one to, like, yeah, just constantly push back? It's just, like, exhausting sometimes, you know? Totally. So, but... Totally, totally. Basically, my final notes were, uh, I said, did we learn anything new? Not really. But was it still fun and interesting to watch? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, did, I, I, learned a, I learned a little bit more about the downfall, but honestly, yeah. the thing I learned most was like that it was still around. I was like, I honestly thought Abercrombie and Fitch just died a death between 2003 and 2006. I didn't even know it took so long to that it was still, you know, hanging on, even in the mid-2000s. Do you think Paxson was pissed when Hollister came around and be like, this is our thing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I do feel like, to me, it was like, you would go to PacSun if you wanted to buy a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, True. Or, like, True. Or, like, actual swimming board shorts and stuff, a la Blue Crush. But you would go to Hollister, because they still sold, like, polos and stuff at Hollister, or, like, tees and, like, regular clothes. But it was definitely California surfer vibes, for sure. I think the problem with PacSun was, like, you couldn't, I mean, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I feel like you couldn't get a full wardrobe from PacSun. It was very specific, like, oh, I'm going to the beach or mm-hmm. whatever. Definitely just swimsuits. Do you remember, what was that other swimsuit store, like, anything but water or whatever? Where yeah. It was, like, back then we were, like, a swimsuit for, like, $100. That's crazy. Oh, my God. And now, I'm, and now I'm like, oh, man, I got to get a new swimsuit, and I'm going to probably drop that much because I want one that's good. <laughs> of course. And now you're like, I can't, yeah. I can't wear, like, like, a cheap Target one anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I gotta get a good one. You guys, yeah. I was well, like, I get it now. <laughs> speaking of brands, who I feel like has kind of gotten into the swimsuit game, people seem to like their suits as American Eagle, but it's like under their Airy brand, you know? You know, it's fun. You say that, but I'm like, from the early 2000s, I it's probably still in a drawer at mom's house. I have an American Eagle swimsuit. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously <laughs> they used to have swimsuits, but I feel like... Mm. As of late, I've heard more people just talking about their, like, you know, ah, home see, suits, but it's, like, under airy or whatever. Interesting. Maybe but, I'll look um, at those. I wonder if it's because, you know, Victoria's Secret stopped doing swimsuits. Ugh, which, I, I, I don't love, know why they did that. I know. That I so love stupid. their swimsuits. Because being able to get Everyone a swimsuit did. top when you have a larger chest and being able to get a swimsuit top that is, like, an actual size is, like, real nice. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of their swimsuits. The thing that always annoyed me about their swimsuits is that they never had them in store, so you couldn't, like, try them on. You just had to, like... Take yeah. a chance and order them. And then they started bringing them in the stores. But then they were like, they got, I don't know what they do anymore. Because they got rid of their workout stuff. Because they had really good workout stuff. And they got rid of the swimsuits. It's like, what are you even doing anymore, Victoria's Secret? Crazy. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think I learned. I honestly learned more about. I mean, I think you just kind of knew that American Eagle. Or not American Eagle, sorry. Abercrombie was problematic. Mm-hmm. And probably like. In like a broad. For, feeling we were like it just feels bad yeah but it was more like as we started talking about it on this podcast it's like more about like oh it was like size like you know not size inclusive it made you feel bad like it was like douchey people were wearing it but i feel like i knew less about the the racist part of it i mean Mm. when they talked about like the hiring policies and all the hiring policies like when you when i heard that i was like yeah that sounds 100 percent correct what Mm. i don't understand is like they're definitely hot, like, super hot people of color. So I don't understand the, like, 
It feels like they just wanted to create this, like, blonde hair, blue eye, like... It's the all-American. And I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. I'm like, okay, you want to put, like, Michael B. The... Jordan on a bag? I'd, I'd be totally <laughs> right? fine with that. He seems right? pretty all-American to me. Or the bit where it was, like, um, the one woman they interviewed, and she had been one of the plaintiffs that was interviewed, and she was saying that she went to, like, UC... Irvine, Irvine. Um, yeah. and she's like, you know, so there's like a large population of like Asian Americans and the students and stuff. And I'm like, you know, as being someone who worked in a store, it's like there's only so many people you can hire that like want yeah, to try and course. work at your store. So like, you know, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just hi- you're just hiring from the local area? Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't then have to hire due to one lack of applicants like yeah and just hire you know in a representative way just by default because that's the you know people that live in your area that want to wear your store i was like i don't get it yeah and it's and i was like, I don't agree I was like to not their... do to not do that you're then being purposefully exclusional like yeah of course yeah that's just stupid and then not that i agree with their hiring practices of like you know the ranking of people's Ugh. hotness or whatever Gross. but like I think if you were hiring, you know, local people, like, okay, you could, no matter what their color or whatever, or race, like, it's like, there's hot people everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if you're still going to have this hotness ranking, but that's Levels of terribleness. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, it's just, so I think, like, you kind of had this feeling that Abrahamie sucked because of, like, you just knew it was, like, based off people's attractiveness and, Mm -hmm. like... The totally. sizing of things and whatever. And just, like, people that weren't generally, like, you didn't like, were douchebags, whatever. And then, just for me, like, learning about the other stuff, like, all the, you know, racist mm-hmm. things and, like, even the worst hiring practices and the problematic photographers and even the owner of the company or whatever. Yeah. Sketchy. So, yeah. It was, it was, uh, I don't know if people that didn't experience Abercrombie at his, like, height yeah. would care. Or yeah, like I feel like you wouldn't have if you didn't live through like '90s mall culture. Why would you have? You wouldn't have like a connection to it at all. You probably um, wouldn't I also get think it I've or listened care. to. I think I've listened to a few episodes of the Be There in Five podcast where she's talking with um, Jackie Schemmel, I think, um, mm-hmm. because she had worked at Abercrombie or oh, she's hot enough to work at Abercrombie. Yeah, or one of one of those stores. I can't remember which. Um, and I, so I don't remember which episodes it was, but she did a few of them where she kind of talked about that of, and like the whole thing, mm-hmm. of, you know, those types of stores where it's like literally someone is just, they just been hired to be like hot and like ignore you. Um, and like the craziness of that in like the nineties and yeah. So those are good episodes. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Like, so I feel, like I feel like that, that gave me, re- listening to that in the past few months gave me a, a bit of an idea some of the behind the scenes Um, yeah, I feel like Express wanted you to actually try to talk to people. I'm like, yeah, like make sales. Yeah, totally. Which I didn't. I never understood because I'm like, I don't work on commission, so I don't really understand why it matters if I make these sales. But also correct. <laughs> I never understood. I, like, I don't that. get a bu- I was like, I don't get paid more if we make these sales goals every two hours. So <laughs> exactly, like you're literally paying me to be here to restock clothing and open doors for people that want to try on fitting rooms and help people if they want help, which I'm happy to do. But I'm not going to like try to like upsell them and stuff. I was like, like that. I love I doing that. floor set. I love opening 
uh, the new clothes boxes in the back because then I don't have to help customers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did get to, like, interact with um, Mark Paul Gossler one time at Express. So that's, like, my highest. Yeah, Zach I was Morris, like, why are you oh in the God. store, first of all? I was confused. I was like, why are you shopping here? But... <laughs> I did get to bring him some pants. I didn't know it was him until he like left, and I was like, <gasps> Zach Morris. I was like, Zach Morris, why are you in the store? I don't yeah, understand. Why are you in Express? <laughs> why are you in Express? Um, but yeah, that's Abercrombie, White Hot, whatever. I don't know what it's called. White it's Hot like something. The, ri- the rise and fall, something something. I don't know. But yeah, if yeah you, it was just, if it you was just a, do- through... a dose of nostalgia and how the '90s was a wild time. Some things yeah. good, some things bad. If you live through it and want to have a little piece of nostalgia, watch it. If you're yeah. confused by 90s small culture and want to learn more, this is probably a good one to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of documentaries you know, remember out Remember stores? <laughs> What's that like? Stores. Going going to a place to buy something? What's that? I only I do that for I still food. do like to go to a mall like, and just go into the store. Just like... Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Um. Well... Yeah. I mean, nowadays in Target, like, you go in there and they got this real, like, Little House on the Prairie vibe going on, so oh, yeah, I'm not really so sure not what this... That. I'm like, can we not do yeah. that? I was, when I was with my leaves a couple weekends ago, which I was talking about on this podcast, I was like, I was trying to find clothes to wear, because I didn't really have anything good summery, and I was like, I went to Target, and it was literally, like, a mixture of, like, flower children meets Little House on the Prairie, and I was like, what... Where are your normal clothes for your normal yeah. human? Like, yeah, I'm very person. much not into the cottage core aesthetic that has like taken hold, and it's slowly starting to trickle over here as well. And I'm like, could we not? I'm like, British clothes are supposed to be different. They're supposed to be black and edgy. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I just find somewhere in between, like, kind of California cool, but I don't yeah. look like I'm about to go milk the cows or right, something. You're like, I just like, want to wear like jeans and like a nice v-neck t-shirt like is that so much to ask like yeah it's like i don't that's like kind of soft (laughs) so it's a problem so i don't know i'm I'm real problem shopping for summer i guess but anyways but that's that's i guess maybe we'll have to go to the mall and see see what's going on i might have to go try on some of these new abercrombie jeans that i've been hearing about people are raving about yeah i feel like everyone i know really likes old navy jeans oh yeah old navy jeans are good too i have a bunch of navy but i feel like the style now is becoming more like straight leg or a little not like super baggy but you know it's it's a return to a full straight leg problem is when you're someone like me that like i need definitely a lot of stretch still in the jean no matter what the cut is but if you already have like more shapelier hips i it just is uncomfortable like (laughs) It's yeah. like I'm willing to, you know, try I'm like on. it's got to be really wide and straight to have like a fully straight look, uh, mm-hmm. and that's like a lot of fabric that I don't want to be swishing around my ankle. <laughs> that's true. I feel like Personal I just need preference. to try on a couple of pairs and just 100 percent rule them out and be like, nah, they're yeah. not for me. You know, like I see I'm people. Curious I see like about them. I see like the models and the ads, and I saw a woman actually in town yesterday. She was wearing like a pair, and she had like some cute sneakers on. They were maybe like you know around slightly higher than ankle length and like she had like a cute blouse that was like tucked in in the front to it and it looked cute yeah. it was a cute outfit but i was like is it for me i don't know see i need to i feel like i need I'm to le- see I'm it in leaning, person i'm leaning like 70 30 no <laughs> but yeah, yeah 70, I'd, be 30, to, no. I'd be willing to try yeah i just need to try it to see if it's not for me you know otherwise i'm just gonna wonder like could mm. i 
Is it a cute look? I don't know, but yeah, so I might have to like go into a store. Also, I like had no idea. I feel like I was on the Abercrombie website and I was looking at their jeans, but they're all doing it by based on instead of based on size, they're doing it like, you know, 24 W like they're doing it by like you have to measure. I'm like, can you just do like like can we just do sizes like every other store has? Like I I'm like, I don't I don't know. For some reason, that, like, makes me feel even worse, like, when they do it by measurement than just by size. Like, I don't really need to know that. But anyways. Alright, well, that was our Abercrombie talk. We Hopefully we transported you back to, you know, yep. eating an yep. Auntie Anne pretzel or whatever. Yeah, totally. In California, yeah, getting yeah. an Orange Julius. Ooh, yeah. We don't really have Orange Juliuses, I don't feel like. No. I've had it like once I didn't know life, about them until I came here, and I was like, oh, what's an Orange Julius? Um, I always liked the Mrs. Fields pre- uh, cookies. Cookies. Oh, heck yeah. Mrs. Fields cookies, Auntie Anne's pretzels. The malls that did have a food court, there's always like some random Asian restaurant, and there's like someone giving out teriyaki chicken on a stick. Mm. Samples. Gotta get the Yeah, samples. I used to eat way too much Panda Express when I worked at when I worked at Express, because I would just, sure. there was a food court in the mall I worked in. Yep. Same. So I would just hit that up on the way home, get that Panda Express. Same. Yeah, the pretzel um. place um, at the mall I worked also did, like, pretzel dogs. Mm-hmm. And if you worked so, at the mall, you could get a pretzel dog and a drink for, like, $2. <laughs> sometimes when I'd be on my break, you know, I'd the Mrs. Fields cookies was, like, right down the escalator from where our store was, so i just... Yeah. Ride that escalator down, get myself a cookie, sit nice. for like 15 minutes, and go back up. So like, I need this cookie. Damn it. <laughs> I love it. Memories. We just had a dog pee in her store. No. Gotta go. Yeah, she just walked in, the dog peed, and then she left. I was like, you don't want to clean that up? No? Okay. That's terrible. That's terrible. You're not supposed to have a dog in the store, but okay. That's crazy. Oh, one time I had my biggest sale of all time, not that I care about sales. Literally all I did, this lady came in and bought like $900 worth of stuff, nice. but I did nothing. I just walked around and held stuff for her as she went around the racks, mm-hmm. and then she checked out, and I was like, she's probably going to return all this stuff like tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm not here tomorrow, so right? it doesn't Don't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, don't ask me to sell any freaking credit cards today, because I so just true. helped this lady with a $900 that. sale. Suck it. I literally never opened any credit cards because I never asked people because I hated that. No, I never asked anyone. Nope. I think I might have done one, like, one day because I was just, like, it might have been for that same lady because I was, like, oh, look, you're spending, like, all this. Like, you could save, like, whatever, mm-hmm. 20% or something if you just open a credit card right now. And other than that, I would never do it. I just, I like working the, uh, I like working the, the try-on area because it was just, yeah, like. Yeah, the fitting rooms. The fitting rooms. I can't think of the name, like. Whatever those areas are called, you know. Yeah, I like doing that too. Because you just got to open them, you could start rooms for people, and then you're just like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? And that was it. I I mean, I like doing checkout and cash wrap, but I wasn't going to be trying to, like, sell people on extra add-ons usually. They never getting people wrapped up quickly. They never trained me on the cash wrap, so I don't know why. Probably because they knew I wouldn't try to sell credit cards to people. (laughs) But anyways, that's retail. That's retail life. Yep, for sure. All right, well, I think next time we might, well, I don't know, because there's a lot of stuff coming out, I feel like. Now, I feel like we've had a lull, and now, like, mm-hmm. more things now, are about to come out. Yeah, now it's like a rushing waters of too many shows. 
So I think just to like, if people want to watch some stuff, I think we were talking about watching, what is the show that we were talking about watching before we started? Heartstopper. Heartstopper. It's on Netflix. Yes, based off of the comic. And that is now a Netflix show that everyone seems to be enjoying. So we'll probably yep, watch that at probably some watch point. That. Uh, Grace and Frankie drops pretty oh, soon. Yes. The Flight Attendant season two is out as well. Just started. Um, and then I think, I mean, The Wilds is coming back. We got so a few shows. In the lineup. We'll definitely have lots to watch. Um, just, you know, watch everything, and then we'll surprise you with what <laughs> we're going to talk about. <laughs> but I do think we'll probably be no talking pressure. about... Yeah, no pressure. Um, but I do think we'll probably be talking about Heartstopper, because we were both, like, seem yeah. like we're it might, yeah, well it might be into a, the comics. Since it's in two weeks. Yeah, I know, just reading them today, and I'm like, wow, these are so cute. Uh, it might be like a Heartstopper, Grace and Frankie combo. Yeah, it might have a combo situation. Um, but yeah, probably both of those are safe bets that we will have watched by the time we record another episode. So if you want to watch those along with us and, you know, be part of our combo. We love that. And so I guess until next time, Bye. thanks for listening. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> I always forget so that good. part. <laughs> I know. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. We're so good. Alright, bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at myfavoritesisterpod or shoot us an email at myfavoritesisterpod at gmail.com. Bye. bye.